Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody back to Hawk Hill Focus. It is uh, we're week nine, uh, recapping week eight. Uh, Sam, how the hell are you? Fantastic. We snuck a win by Larry this week. I can't complain. How are you, David? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm very happy that you beat Larry. Me too. Um, did not think you were going to uh, after oh. Thursday night. Um, Kyle, you're here too. Yeah, I'm here. I'm not doing this great. Not doing as great at all. Yeah, so I mean, we'll get into it, obviously. But uh, you doing okay, buddy? Like, you? Well, your headspace? We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. Um, How so, are you, David? I'm. Thank you for asking. I'm doing well. I'm oh, doing. I'm doing great, actually. I'm I happy mean, when you're happy. You thank told you. Me I that was like last week or a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I think I told Sam it. that I'm happy when he's happy last week. Oh. Um, I'm happy when you're happy too, Kyle, but you're not Thank happy. You. So That's I'm fair. not happy. Thanks. But I am happy because I've won five games in a row. Uh, it makes me very happy. And I think I did well on, on pickums this week. We'll get into all of it. Um, any housekeeping things that I'm forgetting, Kyle? Um, I'll just add in that if you're listening to this, you know, right after this podcast is uploaded on Wednesday, that the trade deadline is 12 noon today. Okay. Um, just make sure that you get all the trades accepted in ESPN by 12 noon. Um, prior to this recording, we had a breaking trade uh, between our host Sam Robbins and Sam. Would you like to share the details of that one? I can. Per inside sources myself, the Sam Demics have agreed to trade tight end Zach Ertz to Mr. Rob Dunning and Jim is a bye week in return for J.D. McKissick. No draft picks are involved. A clean one-for-one one swap between the two teams. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Solid move. I think eh. there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't know if I if I would do it. But but no. There is. I have a depth of tight ends. That's true. Rob has T.J. Hawkinson on bye this week. And to be frank, after trading Nick Chubb, you know I used to always have Leonard Fournette to kind of sit by my side. And say, oh, well, if anything happens to one of my top two backs, I have a reliable third guy in Leonard. You know, put someone else in the flex. Life goes on. After trading away Nick Chubb for Travis Kelsey, who is now my flex starter, I kind of realized that Khalil Herbert's time is probably ticking once, you know, whenever David Montgomery comes back. While he'll still have a role, you know, we're not sure where that'll be. Um, Whereas J.D. McKissick has a solid, you know, he's kind of the pass catching back with the Washington football team. And you never know with Antonio Gibson as he's been underperforming. Maybe he'll lose the job. I know he's also been playing through injury all year, so they eventually might shut him down and lead to a little bit more McKissick time. But overall, I'm, I'm content with the trade. It's not – I think I thought it was very fair. Yeah. Um, I was the one who, nego- who started the negotiations, to which I texted Rob, hey, if you need a tight end this week, I will give you Zach Ertz for J.D. McKissick, to which he said, deal, I'll send it over to ESPN now. It was a very smooth transaction with – Mr. Dunning and the gym is a bye week. We appreciate doing business with you. You love when that happens. Love to hear. David and I had that the other night. We did over over some crab fries. Over some crab fries. He went, hey, I'll give you Nolan North for Kadarius Tony. I said, okay. And that was the whole large extent of the negotiations. Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, the same thing happened with John Luca over the same crab fries. 
Yeah, it was a great time. Great Wait, time. you guys were doing those trades over crab fries? Oh, yeah. We were, as all good trades are done. Wow. That's awesome. Sick invite. <laughs> you live in New Jersey. So, so is David. So do I. <laughs> so David Bowles. Anyway, anyway, let's, let's get into the recaps. Uh, David, where would you like to start? Where would I like to start? I would like to start. Um, we'll start with you, Kyle. Oh man! Uh, all right, at least I can. Let's just get it out of the way. Let's at least just. I can rip the bandaid off. Yeah, exactly. Just get it over with. I'm just, I'm stalling. Yeah, um, it's not like I had a bad week. I had 101 and a half points, um, and I only lost by about five, by a little more than five. Um, Elijah Mitchell came through clutch for me. Um, Bobby Trees had two touchdowns. You know, I love to see that. My. Mike Evans nearly acquired Mike Evans, got me 11 points. My golden boy, Josh Allen, got me in, in the 30s. Um, but it just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to beat Rob, and A.J. Brown came out of nowhere with a 22-point week. Cooper Cup just kept doing Cooper Cup things at 18 points. Tyler Lockett somehow wrangled, what was it, like 12 catches at 140 yeah. yards. Um, and Carson Wentz is... You know, could he be making a run at the MVP? Maybe. I'm still a believer hey. that he can do it. <laughs> Not after that um, week. Kyle, this, this, this week, just I think if you ever felt more confident in the fact that you should be a seller, this week proves it. Because, like, this is one of the – this is like a classic week where it, it just clearly – it's just not in the cards this year for you. Yeah. It's it was... a good week for you. It was a really good week. I was in the top half. I think I only I think eight teams scored less points than I did this week. Um, so yeah, it's just just the bad beat. Um, we're taking yeah, it. You had the third highest this week. Yeah, the third highest score this week. We're we're rolling with the punches. We're just kind of you know last week we started the build for next year and obtaining some draft picks uh, for some flipped assets from both of you. So thank you for that. No problem. Um, but yeah, Rob had a good game. I had a good game. Um, it's not a, a, you know, the person I'm most mad at is Devonta Smith. Um, how do you score one and a half points and absolutely blows the barn doors off the Detroit Lions? But hey, you live and you learn, and uh, we're just gonna move past it. You know what my biggest takeaway is from this game, and I won't get it much into the X's and O's. You guys kind of covered that pretty well. But let's give it up for Rob Dunning for keeping a 4-4 four and four record despite Christian McCaffrey being out the last however many weeks it's been. That's quite impressive. It and looks like he's on his way back this week, per what I've been reading at least. I don't know about you guys. But the fact that he's in a position to still hunt for the playoffs is a very promising sign for Rob, and I would like to applaud him for his effort and keeping his team afloat during let's this. Do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's a little that. random applause for uh, – my, my newest trade partner, Rob Dunning, for going 4-4 four and four this season with the return of Christian McCaffrey. Am I scared? Yeah, but am I impressed? Yeah. Hey, you got to be. Gotta yeah, be no, easy. I think Rob is definitely on, like, he, he's on watch right now. He, he, he was unimpressive for most of the season, and, like, then I looked up and he was 4-4, four and four, and I'm like, okay, he's, he's right there. He's with a sleeper. McCaffrey coming back. Yeah. Yeah, who, who would have thought Rob? Shout who out, Rob. People? Shout out, Rob. Good job, buddy. Good job. All right. Well, much like a bucket of crab fries, we won't take too much longer on this segment as I usually eat those pretty quickly. I was about so, to say, how is that? Yeah, I wasn't sure where I was going. 
It, this is back to back weeks. You've had weird analogies. I thought that one was solid. It's like the it's like the you guys watch The Office, right? Yes. It's like the the when Michael Scott goes. Sometimes I just start a sentence and I have no idea where it's going. <laughs> that, that that's what that, that's becoming <laughs> Sam with his analogy. But we all I feel like it brings Scott. in the audience, though. You know, you you kind of give a wacky analogy. It it, <laughs> it is cause for some serious brain thinking while you're listening to the podcast. I that's could true. hear the brain thinking. Your brain teasing. Yeah. Yeah. It gets yeah. people going. All right. So go ahead. Where are we going? Let's go to you, David. Let's do it. I'd be happy to. Your team won again. Yeah. High score. that. Yeah. I mean, Daryl Henderson, 21 points, most points on the team. Daryl Henderson was a like kind of a throw in trade that Luca and I made. And I ended up getting Daryl Henderson and Hollywood Brown for Mike Evans. And Mike Evans is not, has not been bad, but by far the best trade I've made. Um, because yeah, he won that got, trade. Yeah, because he has gotten me through – Daryl Henderson, that is, has gotten me through some rough running back times. Um, really, Randall Cobb picked him up because of Devontae Adams, um, you know, with his, with his COVID test. Gets two touchdowns. That was great. Uh, Melvin Gordon probably had his best, I think his best day of the season, maybe second best day of the season in my flex Broncos defense had like a blocked field goal, two picks, a fumble recovery. It was just an electric time. That game was great for me. Um, Nick Folk, best kicker in the league, 15 points, something light. Um, yeah, I mean, Sean had a good day, um, but unfortunately, you know, he, he, I know he prioritizes beating me more than anything. And uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll see each other later. We'll get another shot at it, but not this time. You got no. the job done. I can only imagine what Sean was feeling as he's watching Randall Cobb have three <laughs> catches on five targets with a total of 15 yards, but two of those catches being in the end zone for touchdowns. Well, and one of my favorite things about having Randall Cobb in this game was I knew as long as the ball went to Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers couldn't hurt me. Because that too, going up against Aaron Rodgers, it's like okay, great, he's throwing touchdowns, but he's throwing them to my guys, so we're can't we're canceling each other out at the worst. That's a good strategy. Yeah, that's the uh, chess, folks. Sean was playing checkers. David was playing chess. I I do want to knock David down from his pedestal though for a little bit. What um, the hell, man? As with the constant theme of this season, I know you still won, David, but you still picked the wrong quarterback to start for you this week. <sighs> And you know, I I considered it again, but but I I trusted Justin Herbert, but I, I I wasn't confident about him against New England. Bill Belichick is just a wizard, and yeah, I mean Jones didn't play great, but yeah, he was he was the better option. And I know I'll mess we're, up next week. We're talking well, about the difference of two points, but still, it's the principle, Sam. You're not going to mess up the principle. You, you broke even on that one. I you got won. You're fine. Sam, I've only gotten this decision right twice, and it was because once because Justin Herbert was on bye, and one the other time Justin Herbert threw for fifty points, uh, had fifty points. So that was that was a good one. But it, it's it's a I appreciate you bringing me down, Kyle. It keeps me humble. Well, um, and I'm sure I'll mess it up next week. You don't have to worry about next week though, because you traded Daniel Jones. <gasps> You're right. So it's fine. Oh my god, that trade's even better than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, David Daniel can Jones sleep at night. Oh, this is great. Yeah, so oh, that's so the happy. last time it'll haunt you. Um, and Justin Herbert is not ha- already had his bye, so I'm I'm smooth sailing. But yeah, looking at Sean's team too, even 
former good ankles superstar Jalen Waddle helped you out this week, David, only scoring three points. Big time. That's why I never started him. Him and Terry yeah. McLaurin. Yeah, yeah Terry. Terry yeah. Scary. He's not so scary anymore. No. So, found 10 points. So, I know Sean was excited about that, so I had to throw that in there. But overall, good win, David. Thank you. Keep the train rolling. Um, I will. Speaking of trains rolling, Sam, your train's still chugging along. It all it got a scary little hip bump in the tracks, though. My train lost like three of its wheels and was just making its way towards the, I guess, uh, what are they called? The landings? The platform. Whatever, platform. There it is. Yeah, my train just barely made it into the platform of the station this week with our win over Larry. That took a couple of years off my life. Yes, I understand how that was stressful, especially with the Monday night game. Um, you sold high. You sold your uh, number one over or first round draft pick, Nick Chubb, in exchange for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey got you less than a point. That's very scary. <laughs> yeah, you know, I went in. Well, first of all, you know, Kyle, not cool of you to then immediately flip him to the guy I was playing this week in Nick Chubb. That had <laughs> nothing to do with it. I really did not even know you guys were. Didn't even think that thought didn't cross my mind until right this second, honestly. Uh, but that's pretty awesome of me. To do that. Had I known that Larry, I mean, obviously you never know who's a suitor. I didn't really anticipate you trading him literally as soon as our deal was done. But as soon as that deal was through, I was like, wow, I wouldn't have traded Nick Chubb this week. Had I known I would play against him. And then he only put up seven points and I was like, okay, maybe I'll look like a genius by essentially trading seven points for maybe I'd get 10 out of Kelsey and I could come on here looking like a genius, but no, I look like an idiot right now because <laughs> I traded seven points for 0.7 points. I got 10% of what I traded away this week. Yeah. It was an ugly week for you, Sam. Uh, you're normally one of the higher scores, but only 85 points for you this week. Kyler put up a dud, uh, nine points. Leonard Fournette only had four. Your superstar tight ends combined for a whopping two points between two of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, you are seeing increases or nodding at Eagles defense. Yeah, the uh, Eagles defense was definitely the. I was sitting back, eating a chicken club sandwich, while watching that game at a bar this past Sunday, and I was just having a smile on my face as I watched the fantasy points rack up on my phone, knowing that those twenty points made up for what Kyler Murray could not do for me this week, and gave me the sense of hope I needed in my team to win. The fantasy matchup. Hey, all you all you need is a little hope. And uh, Mike Evans just shit the bed. Where did he go after the first three weeks of the season? Was it Mike, like Evans, Mike Evans and Mike Williams? Mike Williams, you're right. Mike Williams. I, I apologize. Um, yeah, where did he go after the first three weeks of the season? I think it was an imposter, maybe. And then the real Mike Williams came back for the past, you know, five weeks. So it seems like at least. I mean, there was one week in there where he had 28 and a half points. Well, I mean, they also played. They played Baltimore and New England the last two weeks, or they had a buy in between them. But I mean, those are good pass defenses. We'll see now what happens. They play Philly next week, and Philly's pass defense probably not the best. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Sam. But um, tell us like twenty fantasy points. Well, the Lions are also a little bit different than the Chargers. I hope right. to God that that the Chargers are a little bit better, as I I am starting Justin Herbert. Um, but yeah, no, I I think. I think, uh, Sam, all I want to know from you, 
do you have anything to say to Larry? Because I know you know Larry was Larry was talking. Larry was talking Thursday night after Kyler Murray went up for nine points. And then you, you pulled the old switcheroo on him where you had your defense get the quarterback game and the and the quarterback got the defense game. But I want you have anything to say at all? Yeah, no, I really don't have much to say to Larry at this point. We know it's rivalry rivalry week. We were real excited to face Larry. He's had a good season. Uh, we had a very bad week. We skidded this one out. If anything, I'm disappointed in the way that my team performed. I would have liked to have seen better. This was it was an expectation to beat Larry. It was it's nothing to gloat about, it's nothing to get excited about. That was an expectation. It was more of a question of how much would we beat him by. I so, I'm disappointed so in, that the margin was only four point one points. So in an effort to take the high road, you actually took a bigger swing at him. It you know, I'll let that you, you guys in the media can we can decide. decipher that. Okay. You you guys can decide what, what that means. I I understand. Fair enough. That's all I needed to know. Mm-hmm. But Keenan Allen finally showed up. Speaking of guys that haven't been showing up. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Usually kind of getting the the treatment that, you know, with Mike Williams stealing every touchdown and whatnot. Keenan Allen, I think, let me go into his stats right now. I think he only has one touchdown this year. Oh, he has no touchdowns this year. That's fun. Wow, um, I did not know that. So, yeah, Keenan Allen has been, I don't want to say disappointing, because he's always had a good floor as a fantasy wide receiver. And with Pairing him with C.D. Lamb, who usually has good weeks. They both combined usually do enough week by week. Um, you know, this is a perfect example this week where Keenan had 13.7 and C.D. had 11.2. That's a solid, whatever, 25, 24 points out of your wide receiver core, which I'm happy with. But, yeah, no, he has really been off to a slower start than I had anticipated, and I'm getting a little worried. But having him come out, grab a bunch of yards – um, was a was a sign of optimism, especially seeing again how Mike Williams is starting to slow down, regressing towards you know the average Mike Williams. I hope. So, I'm looking forward to what Keenan Allen will bring the rest of the fantasy season, as I hope he will catch at least one touchdown pass, if not more. Um, I have two more notes on your team, Sam. Really, really quick, because we're going to move on. Um, can you do me a favor and take Jerry Judy off your IR because he played last week? Yes, Jerry um, Judy has been removed from the IR. Um, okay, okay. Just doesn't show it now, but. And then my other thing is, as as the general manager who got to know Henry Ruggs over the last couple of days, or the last couple of weeks, do you have anything to say, or do you just want to say you're going to drop him and call it, call it a day? Henry Ruggs will be dropped. There are waiver claims in order to make sure he is no longer a part of the roster. Even if I lose every single waiver claim that I've made, I'm sure I will drop him for an extra kicker at this point. He will not be rostered. We do not tolerate any sort of acts such as he did. We don't want that in our locker room rubbing off on our other players. And he is not a representation of what the Sandemics are or what they mean to the SJU FFL. Okay. So as, as a podcast and as a team, we disavow. Beautiful statement. Um, However, Sam, if anybody wants to trade for him, I guess whatever you sickos are into, uh, I guess he's on the block <laughs> until I drop him. So. I'm personally good. Um, Sam, you got the win. Good win. It was an ugly game, though, but not even the ugliest game in the league no. this week. Uh, how Luca won with 77 points is beyond me, but hey, he did it. Because yeah, just you know what? I mean, he really had himself a day. 
where not in the good way not in a good way not one bit i mean just the fact that randy bullock was what his third his fourth best score i guess james outscored him by 0.2 points i mean that's a fantasy day man i don't know how you won i mean i do know how you won Gill started Miles Gaskin and Kenneth Gainwell as his two running backs. But well, if you ask Gill, Miles Gaskin is the best start you could possibly ever have in fantasy football. <laughs> I guess so. I hope Gill I hope I Gill listens, I'm pretty sure. He does. He does. Fuck you, Gil. Sick five and a half points. <laughs> I can't wait to see what the comments are on Facebook for that. <laughs> Has he defended Miles Gaskin publicly? Is there something I'm missing here? So I had Miles Gaskin to start the year. Correct. Um, and event he got traded a couple of times, like the cheap hoe that he is. And he finally landed on Gill's team. Gill started him like the first week and he had like twenty two points. He just he just went crazy. And it was it was on the trade that we that a lot of the league had a problem with. Yeah, I, I remember the one. And Miles Gaskin popped off the first week, and then I saw him that like after after that Sunday, and he you know he chirped in only a way that he can, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so fuck you, Gil. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. That's fair. That's warranted. Uh, looking at Luca's team, you know, I can't really say you know I don't know what to say here about James Winston. It's very unfortunate his injury uh, out for the season twenty ACL. Um, we'll see what Luca does at quarterback. There are some viable options on the waiver wire. I know we just trade for Daniel Jones as well. We'll see if he's the rest of the season starter over there. Uh, the newly named for Jameis team. Uh, down down weeks from his running backs, a combined eleven point four or ten point four points. Not going to be good. Um, Debo and Tyreek his nearly acquired toy in Tyreek Hill. Did him pretty well, 15 points for him. Yeah, I wanted to, not to interrupt, but I wanted to ask David. David, I don't think your wide receivers with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill ever had good days on the same same week. Nope. So how does it make you feel that Debo and Tyreek are already in sync week one? Do you think was that a coaching issue that you couldn't get your wide receivers together? It's extremely frustrating, and it's it was especially frustrating as a Giants fan because I was watching the Chiefs last night, the first game that I didn't have Tyreek Hill (laughs) – he looked really, really good and looked totally in sync with Patrick Mahomes and the Giants defense couldn't tackle him. Um, so that was frustrating. But yeah, it, it was very frustrating to know that Tyree Kill and Devo Samuel did that together. Very. Uh, yeah, the fifth round pick that he netted me uh, yeah. was pretty good this week. So I'll take it. And Dalvin Cook uh, had like seven points. That was fun. Yeah, I kind of made out like a bandit this week. I think the rest of the season. I, I screwed myself, but hey, take it one week at a time. That's going to be my new team motto. Uh, tight end and flex for Luca weren't any good. Uh, and defense kickers, whoever cares about those. And then looking on Gill's side, 14 points for Teddy Bridgewater. He was not injured during that game. He was just bad in a win, though. Um, then everyone else on this team, with the exception of Amari Cooper, just absolutely shit themselves and ate it for breakfast, I guess. Because um, they were just god awful. Yeah, and Gronk, um, Gronk played like a couple of plays and then came out with a back injury. So I don't, I don't know, Gil. I don't know where you go from here. Calvin Ridley is st- stepping away from football. He's on your bench, so I don't know what you do with that. Um, Gil, I hope you ha- as long as you have fun the rest of the year. That's all that I care about. 
There's still hope for him. I mean, no, Dak Prescott's going to come back, I'm assuming, next week. Mark Andrews is obviously going to come off a of bye and can replace Rob Gronkowski, who I'm pretty sure Mark Andrews has been a starter for most of the season, or I sure hope he's been. There's zero hope. So, you know, you can add easily, what, 15 points with replacing Dak from Teddy Bridgewater? Maybe closer to only 10. I guess if you want to average him at like 25 points a week. And then, Christ, Rob Gronkowski put up no points. Anything is a game with Mark Andrews in there. That was a winnable game, obviously, with, you know, Luke only putting up 77. But you're going to fin- you're gonna face guys with off weeks, and Gil's team could still sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It also doesn't help when your defense puts up negative one point. That's true. Yeah, no, you, you know, when my defense this week that I streamed put up 20, it, you know, it's a tough look. Hey, but defenses and kickers, like like you always say, say no crap shoots. Yeah, no, there's no fantasy skill involved with them, except Justin Tucker. Fair. Congrats, Luca. Good win. Not really, but you won, uh, so who cares? A win's a win. Where you know what was a good win, though? Was Julie squaring off against Nick. Yeah. Julie, much into this matchup, I think we just have to acknowledge the big elephant in the room with this yeah. matchup. Yeah. Um, Nick, it, 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 you're just unfortunate, to say the least, here. Um, Derek Henry, who was quite literally carrying your team all season, uh, presumably out for at least the fantasy season. Um, I think that's pretty much confirmed at this point. So just get wells to him. Uh, Nick, feel better. That yourself, I don't know if you want to start selling with X amount of hours left in the trade deadline, almost 12. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to touch on with Nick's team for right now, at least. Just Derek Henry, uh, massive blow to your team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, David, you go ahead. No, you, you can go. go ahead. I was gonna comment. I mean, Nick's team hasn't been great and. Literally, the only reason it's even alive is because of Derrick Henry. So that is an unfortunate loss. Um, I guess when you carry the team on your back for so long, I guess all the pressure from, you know, it was his foot that he broke, right? His fifth metatarsal. The yes. Jones fracture. The Jones Ben fracture. Simmons injury. Thank Ben Simmons injury. But that's we, we all remember the one. So, you know, he's been carrying the team long enough. He breaks his foot. It's unfortunate. But Nick... If I'm gonna be honest, your team wasn't that great anyway, other than him and Patrick Mahomes. So best of luck. Hopefully you can find a guy that can replace him and still be a solid team this year, but you might want to consider selling. Yeah, and I think Nick is also if not for the fact that Derrick Henry got hurt, the worst news for him coming into this coming out of this week is gonna be that McCaffrey's coming back. So so he loses Henry. You're now going to lose at least 80% of the production from um, Hubbard. He's got James Conner on the bench, so I guess he can replace he can replace Hubbard fairly easily. But I just don't see where you make up really any of the like. I, I just don't see where you make up a significant portion of those points. Um, looking at the rest of his team. I mean, Mahomes, ha- Mahomes has not been good over the last couple of weeks. He was not good last night um, or Monday night. So, Nick, much like Gil, 
I just want you to have fun. That's all I care about. He, he, his team's not good. Yeah, no. Maybe he'll get that production from finally filling that empty bench spot he has. That would be nice, yeah. Um, but I don't want our conversation and Nick take away from Julie's fantastic week, though. Matthew Stafford putting up 30 points. She had big games from, you know, some key people on her team. Matthew Stafford, 30 points. Cordero Patterson, presumptive pickup of the year, 13 points. Uh, Austin Eckler, Interflex, got her 18 points. Had one of He's continuing his quietly, you know, top three running back season. And uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who I'm still salty about, not getting in the draft, put up 20 points because he had two touchdown passes. And uh, I believe the first quarter on Sunday. Um, Julie's put together a nice little run here. This is what, her fourth win in five games, I think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you want to know what's terrifying about Julie's team? Is that, is there a single player, looking at her starting roster, not so much her bench, her, but her roster at the beginning of this year was a bunch of big-name players that unfortunately have just been more or less bust, looking at Allen Robinson, Robbie Anderson, Mainly those two, if I'm being honest. But when you look at her roster from top to bottom that she's starting right now, I don't really think there's a single player there that you look at and you're like, oh, like that person was just off to a hot start. This isn't sustainable. Maybe Cordero Patterson, but he's even proved now, you know, halfway through the season that he's at least a legit RB2, if not a flex. So just looking like her roster looks very sustainably good is the Mm -hmm. way I'll put it. They're trending in the right direction. Michael Pittman has kind of bursted onto the fantasy scene. I know, Kyle, you said you've been high on him from the jump. But in terms of fantasy production, you know, the last two weeks, he's put up double-digit points. Looking at his last four weeks, three of the last four weeks, he's had 15 points or more. Like, her team's good. Yeah, and I mean, she put up 100 points. And Dalton Schultz, who is the seventh-ranked tight end right now, only put up one point and that was definitely because Cooper Rush was the quarterback so you have to imagine when Dak comes back you're looking at seven eight maybe up to ten points easily for Dalton Schultz and then James Robinson has been really good the last six weeks um five weeks if you you had the bye and then five weeks um and just had a bad game against Seattle the entire Jacksonville offense had a bad game against Seattle so she put up 100 points and two key contributors to her team really didn't do much of anything. So, I mean, this easily could have been 115, 120 point effort and she would be the highest, the highest scorer in the league this week. Yeah. And you know, Robinson's off game was because he got injured. You know, he had four carries. Oh, he got injured. Uh, Yeah. He got injured. His heel injury. Expected to be day to day. Hmm. Um, So we'll see how that's going to work out. And we should pick up Carlos Hyde on waiver wire. We'll see how those went through. Uh, after this podcast is published, but yeah, no, Julie, we weren't very high on you and go, coming into the season, looking at the roster or even after the first three weeks, but you have proved us wrong. Um, as your friend, I am proud of you. And, and she stood position. her ground. She wasn't selling or anything. She, what did she start? 0-4? She started 0-3 and, mm-hmm. and then 1-4. Um, and also, just a quick note, Apparently, week nine. So week nine is next week, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Michael Gallup is slated to come back. Oh, so he'll be coming off the IR. He's been on her IR the entire season. 
truly may be a sneaky, tough team to beat. She's, she's in that Rob Dunning category of people that I have to keep in my rearview mirror to make sure that they don't sneak up on me. Yeah, but right now, I would I would right now put Julie in the more threatening category than Rob. Agreed. Rob's team has been a little more up and down. I think Julie's team is, is a more consistent because uh, Rob relies a lot on Tyler Lockett and I'm forgetting the other person. Um, Antonio Cup, Gibson and, and McCaffrey's health. Um, Julie's team is just good. Yeah. Good, good job, Julie. Julie. Um, yeah, so we got one more matchup, right? Uh, yeah. Quite honestly, probably the upset of the week. I think if we were all asking, well, did we pick Matt as a uh, lock of the week? I don't we, think we did. We did. We did pick oh, we did. Matt as a lock of the week. Um, yeah, we did. Jim's back. <laughs> Jim is back with a combined, what is that, four and a half points from his running backs. Uh, really, saving grace was QB1 on the season. Tom Brady, who I still can't get used to saying that. Not used to him being QB1 in fantasy football at all. Um, it's up, still upsetting to me personally seeing Jim win with 92 points when I put up 101 and lost, but... Be like that sometimes. Oh, I'm going to yield my platform for now so I don't go off on a tangent. Um, yeah, I mean, Jim, not super impressive, but I mean, 91 points, 92 points is nothing to sneeze at. Tom Brady continues to be really good. Um, got a good day from his defense, which would be expected against Jacksonville. Um, his namesake, give him 10 points. Um, I, I just don't feel like there's a lot of sustainable success with Jarvis Landry and his running backs are a mess. And I mean, Saquon should be coming back soon, but his bench isn't super strong. So I don't know how much success there is to come for Jim, but still a good week. Jalen Hurts was really bad. How wait, how was Jalen Hurts so bad when they won 44 to six? Uh, he had because all the touchdowns were rushing touchdowns, not by him. By the and, and because they had no garbage time. Exactly. All those points come in garbage time. Exactly. Um, Joe Mixon was really good. Joe Mixon's been pretty good this year. Um, Damian Harris had a good, so good, good day for, uh, Matt's running backs. Um, now I do think Matt's gonna have to figure out what he's going to do at the tight end position. He does have Tyler Conklin on his bench. But Kittle um, might be coming back soon too. He's on his IR. Ah, I forgot about Kittle on his IR. Yeah. So Matt's team is strong. The Bears defense was horrible. I mean, that's what lost him the game. I considered making the Bears defense my uh, fan tracks player of the week. Um, did you? We'll have to stick I did. around oh. to see. No. Shh. No one heard yeah. that. When you lose by five points and your defense gets you negative six, that's a really bad beat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sorry about that, Matt. You would have been better off literally not starting a defense this week. You would have won. That's all I got. My biggest takeaway here, again, it was a very just overall unimpressive game, I think, from Jim. I don't know how you've I don't I hope Jim doesn't think he can sustain winning with Samaj P. Ryan being his second running back. Especially when he played against Joe Mixon, who is, you know, the actual running back of the Bengals. But Really, the rest of Matt's team, again, minus the Bears' defense and excluding Jalen Hurts is what I was getting to, is the rest of the team looked solid. I mean, you're not going to complain about a combined 
35 points from your running backs, 20 points from your wide receivers. And heck at this point, five points from your tight end is bang average. It was just the fact that the two positions of quarterback and defense were just unbelievably terrible. So, so bad that you lost to a team whose starting running backs are both RB2s on their depth chart in Devin Singletary and Samaj P. Ryan. Matt just can't get that gym monkey off the back. Back to back season. <laughs> oh, season. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, That's rivalry week for you, baby. Jim is all time three and one against Matt. Fantasy football uh, is an any kind of weak thing, you know? Any it is, I, it's 75% luck, I think. It makes no uh, sense. Makes no sense. Good job, Jim. Matt, you're still at the top of the division. Nothing to scoff at. Um, keep up the good work. Not too much good work because you're in my division. Um, any final thoughts before we get into awards? Yeah, it was a bad week. Overall, the league wasn't that great. No, not at all. 114 points, 115 points. Um, that's a decent score, but I thank you, Kyle. That was me, just so everybody's that, aware. I know, I'm not, you know, that's one probably one of the lower high scores in the history. All right, but <laughs> just saying, David, David, I gotta knock you off your pedestal somehow. Hey, I, I also have the highest high score. You do, you do. Yes. I didn't know what that meant at first. I had to think about that sentence. We had three teams last week. Over 114 points. That okay, cool. Apocalypse. Hey, that was doing a apocalypse. That, that is kind of crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, just yeah. a bad fantasy football week in general. So, you know what? Everybody that lost, don't take it too seriously. Maybe next week we'll all have good weeks. Who knows? Take it seriously if you're Gil or um, Nick. Because if you're Nick, your season's over. And if you're Gil, you scored 61 points. You That's should be relegated to a different league. Oh, Wow. Maybe not. Um, I'm maybe. sure there's another podcast out there that does fantasy relegation, and maybe they make their shows with Anchor. Um, you guys know? You guys know I love Anchor. Why don't you hear about their features? Thank you, Anchor. I'm sure there's plenty of podcasts we can listen to about all sorts of things. Fantasy football, relegation, um, politics, I don't know. Nike Transitions shows. into podcasts. Transitions into podcast. You guys should have heard the discussion we had during the commercial break. Um, maybe one day I'll release the lost, the lost recordings, the lost uh, minutes, the lost minutes of HHF. But time for our awards of the week. Um, we'll start with MVP. We just talked about this matchup. My MVP of the week was Mr. Thomas Brady, QB one of the season. Um, really, just put the whole. Jim's team on his back. Um, he was the highest scorer by almost 30 points on that team. Um, can you attribute the win to Tom Brady having a good week or Matt having a very subpar week? Um, who really knows? But personally, I'm going to put it on Tom Brady's shoulders. Um, put him as the MVP of the week for, I think, the first time this season, if I'm not mistaken. Looking back, that's what I think it was. Yeah, his first MVP of the season. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna echo you, Kyle. I agree with you, definitely, Tom Brady. Thank you, thank well, you, Sam. Do you agree? I do not, and Ooh. the reason I do not is because I believe that AJ Brown was the MVP this week. Going back to the scoreboard here against you, Mister Brandis, 
AJ Brown, as you mentioned, kind of came out of nowhere, which probably made it taste a little bit sweeter for Rob as, again, AJ Brown's been having a down year. But watching him kind of bounce back for, what was it, 21 points? Yeah, 21.5. That makes a big difference in a week where you put up 101. This was no, as we talked about, a tight matchup. Every point mattered, and especially when 21 and a half of them are coming out of your flex. Just a really good week overall for all of Rob's wide receivers. But I just thought Antonio Brown, or Antonio Brown, A.J. Brown, making his hopefully reemergence for Rob as a fantasy-relevant wide receiver was obviously great for this week as he needed every point possible to beat you, Kyle. And for season-long value that, you know, maybe you don't have to start Tyler Lockett every week and you can have a more sustainable one-two in A.J. Brown. I don't know. That's your decision. But he was my MVP this week. Yeah, just my... Put me to reel you in with a game like this, 100 and, or not 142 points, 14.2 points. Which gives you the confidence to start him. And then the next week will get you like point fucking eight points. Um, just just wanted to go off on how much I hate Tyler Lockett. Uh, saw that as an opportunity, decided to take it. That's fair. Uh, yeah. David, what award do you want to do next? I'm calming down. Uh, let, let's do pickup of the week. Um, my pickup of the week is going to be my own player. I'm that guy. Um, oh, I'm going to pick Randall Cobb. Um, talked about him um, during the recap segment. Uh, 13 and a half points, two touchdowns in Devontae Adams' absence. Um, like I said, helped me uh, cancel out Aaron Rodgers' production, which was really nice. Um, Randall Cobb. Not impressive, but he just always finds himself in the end zone. And Aaron Rodgers, it's like a known thing that Aaron Rodgers won't throw to you if he doesn't trust you. If he doesn't trust you and he trusts Randall Cobb. So it was a no-brainer to me. Yeah, that's fair. And Sam, I think you have a similar vibe to David, kind of, correct? In terms of selfishly picking one of my own players? Yes. I I cannot stress this enough. If the Eagles' defense does not put up 20 points, I lose this week. So, by the football gods, with the fact that the Eagles fell in my lap, there was in a week where, honestly, when I was – I'm a defensive streamer, if you guys aren't keeping up with the waiver transaction week over week, I almost always have a new defense. And I wasn't really feeling great about any of the options there. I kind of just picked the Eagles because they were playing the Lions. And it was, you know, it gave me an extra reason to root for the Eagles this week. And it couldn't have worked out any better. I mean, they were just all over the Lions. Granted, the Lions suck. But I don't think, as someone who has streamed other defenses that, for the sole purpose of them playing the Lions, I don't recall another week where I've had 20 points come out of my defense like that. And they made up for a lot of lacking efforts on other ends of my fantasy team. So with that, they are my pickup of the week. Hey, that's fair. Um, my pickup of the week is slightly kind of a selfish pick. Uh, my pickup of the week is Tyreek Hill for John Luca. He was on my team for maybe all of, you know, 20 minutes before. I was going to say, is he a pickup because of what you got in return for him via trade or for. <laughs> I will, he's more so a pickup for Luca, putting up that 15 points, uh, what he needed, and just an absolute dud of a game against Gill. Um, really helped him get the win there. Um, so that's why I picked him as my pickup of the week, but it also doesn't hurt to mention that 
you know, he netted me, Mike Evans, who got 11 points, not too shabby of a week for him, as well as a fifth-round pick for next year. Um, so I'm going to take that deal. Um, I was a little sad seeing him put up more points than Mike Evans, especially in a game where I could have used those points to help maybe beat Rob. I can't do a quick math off the top of my head. Um, but, hey, like I said, like we were talking earlier, I might just be chalking this season up right now. Um so I'll take it. And good job to Luca for Tyree Kill pickup of the week in my eyes. Good job for Luca. But you know who didn't have a great job? Our fan track players of the week. No, 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 they did not. They stunk. They were what we believe the worst players in the league this week that are rostered, I should say. Well, most disappointing. Sure, most disappointing. Whatever however you want to phrase it. They stunk. People that you wish didn't perform the way that they did. And I'm going to start with mine just to kind of keep my pick of the week was a defense. And so is my fan tracks player of the week. We talked about it before Matt Crest, you were literally better off not starting a defense this week, which to me is the epitome of a fan tracks player. We were better off just not having a fantasy league than the year we did fan tracks. That's probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but that's upsetting to hear as the commissioner, but continue. (laughs) Mistakes happen, Mr. Commissioner. So, I mean, there's not much more to say you were better off starting no one, keeping them on a bench. And you started them, they lost you six points, which inevitably then lost you the game because you lost by five. So Fantrax Player of the Week. Kyle, any other comments on that? No, just Sam, I agree with you. My Fantrax Player of the Week is also the entire Bears defense and special team unit. Um, for all the reasons that you said, you were literally better off not, not starting them. And that has to be disappointing to you, Matt. Uh, yeah, my I am not going to go Bears defense. I did talk about them, and, and they very easily could have been. But to give you somebody different, my Fantrax player of the week is going to be Mike Williams. We did talk about him earlier. And really just, if you're Larry, I mean, where is Mike Williams right now? What happened? He, he was he was so electric earlier in the season, and he, he's not been great. Um, and, and it would have made a big difference. You know, what, I mean, what, what nine points, I think. points and he did have Jamison Crowder on his bench with eight and a half. Um, Now to be fair, that was, that was his only better option because his bench also stinks. Um, But yeah, I mean, you expect at least something, you know, North of five points from Mike Williams and that's really all he would have needed. You know, it was a close game. So Sam, you're very lucky that Mike Williams decided to be an asshat this week (laughs) and um, not manage more than two points. Um, I just want to throw in here a fun fact, a couple of fun facts about Mike Williams being Fantrax Player of the Week. He has been somebody's Fantrax Player of the Week three times in the past five, three of the past five weeks. He's been wow. mentioned in this category. Um, and he's the first player that all three of us have said that he is the Fantrax Player of the Week at some point. Wow. That is. Actually, I've no, picked I'm him sorry. at least once as an MVP, though, right? I was going to say, he's also been MVP, I think. He has been MVP. That's what I'm looking at for Sam. Sorry. He's, he has, he's been Sam my has MVP. Been, Sam has not picked him for Franchise Player of the Week yet. But David, you have picked him twice for Franchise Player of the Week. Yeah, uh, twice I'm in the past hater. five weeks. So, Mike Williams, hater, confirmed. I feel like he only gets hate from David because I, at the start of the season, was banging the table so hard on him being a fantasy superstar. That's what I'm going to do with it. I need to – I just need to – yeah, I like I like have an affinity toward to pointing out how bad he can be. Hey, that's the petty shit we can get behind here. Well, you, you best know when he goes off again for thirty points, I will be banging on the table again, talking about him being a fantasy star. 
I look forward to it. He's like Tyler Lockett on steroids. Wow. You so anyway, our bench regrets. <laughs> um, mine's going to be a self-burn this week. Uh, I regret not starting Michael Carter. Put up 20. We even mentioned that earlier in the show. We put up 23.2 points on my bench. Yeah, you um, look silly for that one, Kyle. Yeah, I really should have slid Mike Evans into that wide receiver two spot and then replaced uh, Devonta Smith, Michael Carter. Um, I had him in my starting lineup for a pretty significant portion leading up to this matchup. Don't know why I decided to pull him. Um, just one of those things, like I would think I've been saying, I'll show. Just got to take the beat, roll with it, and uh, hope next week works out better for you. I would say so. For my bench regret of the week, this isn't one so much. I feel like sometimes when I pick a bench regret, it's almost like, uh, hey, you stupid idiot, you should have started this person, obviously. But I think this one's more painful because my bench regret this week is Justin Fields from Matt Cress's Nerd Squad. Now, on paper, Jalen Hurts, who's been a top, what, five fantasy quarterback going against the worst team in football, seems like a slam dunk of a pick for who to start a quarterback, start Jalen Hurts. But nothing is probably more painful than watching Justin Fields go up against a good 49ers defense and put up 27.3 fantasy points. I would be seizing every time I watch him throw the ball, run the ball. Like he, he, He's the same thing as Jalen Hurts. He'll hurt you and get you fantasy points in many, many ways. So I can only imagine the pain that Matt Kress was feeling if he watched the Bears play the 49ers and watched Justin Fields just light it up and put up 27.3 fantasy points, which again, in a very low scoring game would have made a world's difference. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, now I agreed with, I agree with both of your bench regrets and I considered both of them. Um, I didn't pick them both for the same reason um, because I feel like for a bench regret, in my opinion, it needs to be somebody who who you could have made a a really strong case for why they should have been started and like for you Kyle I wouldn't I would never have started Michael Carter like given the situation that like like Elijah Mitchell had a good matchup Darrell Williams had a good matchup Devonta Smith had a good matchup against the Lions he just didn't perform like I I it makes sense why you wouldn't have started Michael Carter Thank you. That gives me a little solace. Good. I'm glad. Sean, on the other hand, now this guy did not have like a crazy week, but it would have won him the week. He benched Tyler Boyd um, and instead elected to start Jalen Waddell and Terry McLaurin. Now, Terry McLaurin, he always starts, but he's going up against Denver, which is a very good defense. Jalen Waddell, who has been inconsistent at the very best, Going up against Buffalo, which is a terrible matchup. They got him a combined six and a half points, 2.9 from Jalen Waddle. Teller Boyd had a little over 14 and a half points on his bench. That's not great. I don't know why you wouldn't start Tyler Boyd against the Jets, especially the Bengals offense has been so good this year. Um, so that's my bench regret. Um, but I, I understand the other two choices. Now, just – you know, I'm just pointing this out here because I'm looking at it right now. Does anyone else notice that Sean basically has the entire Las Vegas Raiders offense on his bench, on his team? 
He has Kenyon Drake, Hunter Renfro, wow. Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he does. He got jo- he got Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller from me, I think. He did. Maybe you should trade uh, he who should not be named to Sean Sam. Yeah, my DUI driver, my little yes. race car guy. Well, you don't say that. That just ruined his trade value. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that confident? Maybe Sean. Maybe Sean wouldn't have known. Sean I think he actually had rugs at some point this year and ended up dropping him. I believe he was rostered with Sean. I'd go in and double check that on ESPN. But maybe Sean knew something. He had intel. He had intel that Henry Ruggs was going to make a poor life decision. Yeah, he separated from him. <laughs> Uh, that that's not a good offense to be having all the players for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders offense. But hey, whatever floats your boat, Sean. Um, oh, sorry, it was Team Brandis. Kyle, you used to have Henry Ruggs. I did. Yeah. How do you live with yourself? I don't know. I think we're just gonna leave the league after <laughs> this performance. After having him for a solid two weeks, I'm pretty sure uh, we can't be attached to that kind of man child i'll call him a boy but yeah that does it for our awards for this week tomorrow's show the three of us will be going through our mid-season awards who we think has been the mvp rookie of the year offensive player of the year and all the other awards we give out um for the first half of the season uh so be sure to tune into that to hear about those as well as our pickums for week nine uh, Sam and or David, any closing thoughts on this episode? As always, I would just like to thank our listeners for their continued support. It truly does mean a lot. I wish you all the best of luck as we go through the start of week nine with waivers. Well, I guess waivers have already cleared by the time we uh, publish this episode, so disregard my silly comment there. But we look forward to speaking with you tomorrow for our midseason awards and pickums. And I would just like to thank Anchor for presenting this this wonderful podcast. Uh, yes, always got to make sure to keep the sponsors happy. Always got to keep the corporates happy. Exactly, exactly. But nope, both of them are echoing my thoughts. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Anchor for presenting this fine show. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Father Jay, take us away. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The 